Elizabeth Evans and I'm a homeschooling mom of four young kids. I'm figuring this out as I go, but I'm here to talk to Bonnie, who has been writing and speaking on the subject for over a decade and has been homeschooling for three decades. My name's Bonnie Landry. I've got seven kids. They're ages 13 to 33. I've been homeschooling for 29 years. I'm a wife, a mom, a grandma, um, I'm a speaker and a writer, and I'm an advocate of joy. So uh, we're here to provide this podcast so that homeschooling can look like you imagined it to be. Morning, Teresa. Morning, Morning Elizabeth. Hello. I'd like, to, um, I'd like to introduce both Elizabeth and our listeners to Teresa Wiedrich, who is somebody I met a few years ago um, at a homeschool conference that I was speaking at, and we uh, immediately, you know, uh, resonated. We were clearly on the same on the same uh, plane as far as um, relationship first when it comes to homeschooling our kids. And um, so I really wanted to have Teresa on the show because she has recently started a, a homeschool coaching business and I think that um, that's first of all really valuable I've been asked to to coach a, a lot over the years and it's something I've not wanted to do because I've been you know had a lot of kids at home and um, and now I'm looking forward to those retirement years <laughs> so uh, so I'm really grateful because you're somebody that I feel I can I can without any reserve at all recommend as a coach Thanks. right because I know we're we're on the same page and so um you know this is my co-host Elizabeth and uh oh. Elizabeth is lives in Michigan so Thank she's you. on a different time frame than us um <laughs> so if you could introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about you uh and yep. what you're doing here so my name is Teresa and uh, I have four children aged 11 to 19. So that means my oldest is in her second year university and my youngest is in grade seven. I have a second daughter that's finishing homeschooling this year. And my third daughter is going to public school for the first time or any school actually wow. for the first time for grade 10. Um, I was a nurse before I was a mom. Uh, I, I got my Bachelor of Science in Nursing at the University of Alberta, and I worked for a year in postpartum and pediatrics. And I think the inclination to do um, people work has always been in me. And you have the word joy that you focus on, and for me, it's encourage and empower. Um, and I think that's kind of come with me as I entered the world. And I write. I'm by nature a writer. So then I've combined those two things and used that as um, an approach to engage all the new homeschool parents and, and even you know, older homeschool parents or established homeschool parents in encouraging and empowering them to do this thing called homeschool. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that I would say, encourage, empower, and calm down, you know, it's calming just to listen to you talk to parents, right? And, and so that's, I think, something a real ace in the hole for you. Um, that that you have the ability to calm parents, and so I think coaching is a great match for uh, for what you do. Yeah, it's um, actually yeah. helpful for me too to have people before me um, that have home or uh, parented or homeschooled a few years ahead for them to say it's going to be okay, even when there's you know certain crazy times yeah. that you have within the family. Oh, you have crazy or... times? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I think, is that why you started that Facebook group, Homeschooling Moms with Wine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I think Elizabeth has a question. Yeah, um, so you told us a little bit about your family. How, what did a normal homeschool day look like for you? Or what does it 
You said you have right. one still at home, homeschooling? Yeah, well, actually, I have three kids at home. Okay. Two are officially homeschooling, but the second daughter is very independent and acts like a college student. She's right. up before I am. She has the chickens out. She's walked the dog. She's got her day organized <laughs> better than I do. <laughs> so, yes, officially, I have two. And my um, third daughter went to public school for the first time this this year. So my experience is that there's always a shift. Every year there's something a little bit different sure. and sometimes it feels radically different and it definitely feels radically different when a child leaves home. Like I think I was listening to you, Bonnie, say that your second son or is it your second child went to college this year? My sixth, my sixth child, uh, the third of my three boys. So our family is three girls, three boys, and then a girl. Okay. And so the youngest of those boys went off. So all three boys are in college and university this year. Yeah. So yeah, it just felt like, like my youngest said, it feels like my childhood is over. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause her life is completely different, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Hard. It's hard. It's pretty hard. wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's what it's all about is that we're hoping to equip yeah. them to launch and of to course. go do their thing, but, but not really. Too, that's not why parenting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, everything takes you by surprise, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. What was your question, Elizabeth? Did I, I I'm sorry. I'm, I'm blank out. For oh, a um, I just wanted to know what a homeschool day looks like for you. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you were just, yeah. you were just entering that realm. Um, so what does it look like uh, changes every year? Yeah, it changes every year and definitely how it looks this year is dramatically different than when I had kids, Elizabeth, your, your kid's age, where you're trying to manage how do I do a, a lesson with one child, occupy a younger child that's not really into studies or school yet. Sure. And uh, I've had that. But right now we are up about, um, you know, that we, Zach and I, he's my youngest, we meet about 8.30 usually, we read, uh, read aloud together, we do maybe a meditation or a prayer or uh, something to anchor our days. Mm -hmm. My day starts earlier because I want my morning routine, but then I'll, I'm not sure I can describe my homeschool process, but I'll just say that we do some sort of creative learning opportunities for much of the day and screen time is limited until after dinner. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. When your kids get older, it, the, the flow of the day is, is, um, just quieter, right? You know, there's, it's just quieter, mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, you're, you're a few years away from that. <laughs> But it's, it's also, you know, that flow of the day in those early years is just so bubbling over with joy and fun and noise and, you know, family life, right? Yeah. But it, yeah. So, yeah, we've experienced a similar kind yeah, of They say thing, it right? goes by quickly, but they were right. Yeah. <laughs> they it, were. it kind of, it feels slow right now, which I'm grateful for. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm grateful for now. My oldest is able to help more. He's he'll be nine in November. So like this morning, he was helping cut French toast for the little ones, which Aww. is really helpful when I'm trying to make sure I don't burn the French toast. Yeah, <laughs> you know when be. when our youngest turned when our oldest turned ten, I was just having my fourth, and that was a big turning point for mm -hmm. sure. Right, that yeah. suddenly I had help on my side. <laughs> right, right. So. Um, I want to ask you a couple of questions sort of specifically about coaching, because I would like really love for our listeners to kind of get a, a bit of a picture of what that looks like. Right. I, the, the moms who've asked me about coaching, 
you know, would you give me an hour of your time? You know, would you, uh, or could we meet once a week for X amount of time? Um, I haven't given it a lot of thought as to what that would look like or, you know, what their expectations are. So I'd kind of like you to speak to that a little bit. So what, first of all, what is your main goal as a homeschool coach? Well, like I said before, it's encouraging and empowering anyone that thinks that they can homeschool to homeschool. And ultimately, the how-tos are the easy parts, which most people don't realize that finding the right curriculum or, um, you know, all the discussions on academics or socialization, that's the easy part. And in fact, I think you can find a lot of that kind of encouragement online, especially right now. There are a lot of really seasoned, very um, eager people helping right now. Yeah. But my goal is to encourage and empower you to have clarity, confidence, and vision to create your own homeschool, a personalized education for each of your kids. Have a vision so that you can, for at least this year, have a sense of how you're going to approach it. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a few different approaches in coaching. Really, there's a lot of different people that have different needs. They want to approach things differently. So, of course, there's always the one-on-one -on -one, uh, approach. However, and that has its merit. However, I've been, um, you know, I've had chats with people where there's just a slew of questions that they have and they want them answered. And yeah. it has its place. But I think um, as someone that's done this for a long time, I don't have all the answers, just like no one does. Everybody has different questions mm -hmm. and everyone has a different life experience and everyone has different children and everyone has different educational experiences. But and I think- Different worries, right? Different worries. People are far more worried about um, college and some people are far more worried about how do I, how do I stay patient, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm more on the patient side, even though I've got kids <laughs> closer to college. Yeah, I'm with them on that. Um, but I think I've got a course, a How to Homeschool 101 course, which is probably not aptly named because it really is a discussion about how to transition from public school to a homeschool and how to reframe mm. your thoughts around what an education is anyways. And all the little details that people want to know, like a, a note on motivation or a note on boredom or how to engage toddlers or teenagers right. or, you know, instead of thinking through school subjects, maybe create um, a different mental approach you're pursuing learning opportunities not necessarily school subjects and also getting to know your kids actually exploring their learning styles exploring who they are as people how they relate what their interests are what your interests are because that deeply influences how you engage your homeschool and it's valid to include you and um so anyways i've got that that introductory course on Teachable, How to Homeschool 101. And then I offer a college- Can I just you there for one sec? What is the cost of that course? Because I know people will want to know. Yeah, $20. Okay. About the cost of a book. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and really, yeah, I'm turning it into a book as well. So there's that. So I, I pivoted because my focus for the last year, two years has been homeschool mama self-care. And this was all- pre-pandemic stuff. I had the book written, it was about to get published, and now it is about about to get published. So there was a lag time there because of the pandemic. And, right. um, and so then I, I focus on self-care. One of the four topics that I write and encourage about the most. And then I decided, oh wait, there's a lot of people that are gonna flood this homeschool world that are gonna 
dabble in it or get introduced mm -hmm. to it. And so then I wanted to focus that direction. And the longer I wrote, I realized I'm not just speaking to how you homeschool, but actually how to frame things so that you feel at ease and have confidence homeschooling, that you can right. get the clarity for this year. But, um, but so I've got that how to homeschool 101 course, but the coaching program, I think, is where people are likely to find the most value. And it's a four-week program where I take you through all of those things. It requires a little upfront effort, though. It's not just right. watching a course and uh, taking home whatever points you want. It's actually interacting. So I'll right. definitely... Um, and is it one-on-one? -on -one? There is a one-on-one -on -one component, but I, I only want to be taking up to eight families at a time okay. so that I can devote as much energy as I can. There's I don't know if you're familiar. A live four week course. Um, there's both. And really there's PDFs, there's videos, there's readings, and then there's a one-on-one -on -one time each week, oh. like a 50 minute Zoom call chat. Okay. And wow. Okay. Yeah. Now can people also hire you just as a one-on-one -on -one coaching? Yes. So yes, that's another option. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And, and you know, again, everybody's the cost different, of the four-week right? course. So people know, you know, it's good for people to know what they're yeah. looking at, right? So 360, which averages okay. about to about 90 per session, which is about um, a typical session, except that it's not just one session. It's a 50-minute right. session. We've got all kinds of support material. Right. And, and also that. Yeah. And then group calls. So the thing that I've had discussions with a lot of people is, should it be public? Should it be something that people want to do with others or is it separate? And I've come to understand people are all different. And mostly though, people do want to connect with other people on Zoom and see that there's somebody there that is right. challenged by what I'm challenged by. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that is, I, I offer another group course, a uh, four-week course, but it is less personal for $97. And it really is a lot of those readings, videos, PDFs, and a face Facebook group where we can connect. Okay. Yeah. okay. Wow. So that's very comprehensive. So do I've you... I've been thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot do of you sampling ever... over the last... Sorry. Oh. No, that's okay. Do you ever go in-home, like for local people, or is it all only on Zoom? It's going to be on Zoom for the next little while. I am definitely right. one of those socially distanced, focused kind of people. Okay. Yeah. I'm, married right. to, I'm married to the local chief of staff at the hospital. Oh. Right. <laughs> Yay, social distancing. Yeah, right. exactly. So, but is it something you would do? Is it, was it, would that oh, yes. be in your, okay. Because I've fact, done I've even friends had, I had a couple a, of times, gone and lived with them for a couple of days. And, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, and that's, that's powerful because you see, you get yeah. a sense of how their family operates, right? Right. You so know, and then think, oh, this would be, I could, you know, see places where you could make this more efficient and that more efficient. And, uh -huh. you know, yeah. We had a bed and breakfast last summer. We were planning one this year and um, that someone had given me that idea as well, that maybe I could have a retreat in the future, which yeah. would be super fun. And I have a really lovely homestead in the Kootenay. So yeah, we'll see what happens in the future. I right. think we might need to corroborate on a retreat. Actually. Okay, good. <laughs> Vineyards are close. Okay. <laughs> I know, we're, so we're pretty close. Um, okay, so a, a, a couple of these questions are sort of more specifically about coaching. Mm -hmm. So how, what process do you go through to determine what a mom needs? Well, 
I was going to say this before that I recently discovered that I am an Enneagram type two. I don't know if you're familiar I, with that. I Enneagram. don't know what that means. Yeah. So it means that I'm relational, just like you said. <laughs> and uh, I think my feedback, what I really come to learn about myself with the feedback I've had from people listening to the podcast or just engaging me in general about homeschooling is that I'm actually trying to listen where they're at. And above all, I actually don't want to lead someone where I think they should go. I want to right. lead them where their vision is. Right. And so really it's about uncovering what do they really want? Right. How do they really see this? And I know probably you, um, you know, we've all had this experience as new homeschoolers. We have these ideas of how it will be, or even as new parents, and then gradually realize, nope, that wasn't quite it. And you didn't realize who you were homeschooling, actually. Um, right. And then you're gradually uncovering that as well. And you're learning more about you along the way as well. Yeah. So the combinations of all those things really um, clarify your own sense, uh, your own values, your own vision for what you want for your homeschool. Yeah, that's interesting that you would say that. This journey of self-discovery, and I'm sure coaching is just further along the journey of self-discovery, but it took me years before I realized I'd wake up every morning thinking, today nothing's going to go wrong. <laughs> something goes wrong every day right when right. you've got little kids right every single day something goes wrong and so you know but it just sort of that you know eternally uh um positive you know, today yeah. nothing will go wrong <laughs> it's a useful character trait as a homeschool you know, parent really. you know and once i realize okay you know what i need to actually prepare that yes. things go wrong because yeah. Um, I will handle them better if, if I do. <laughs> right. <that's... laughs> oh. Do you have another question, Elizabeth? Yeah. So I was just wondering, our last episode, we kind of talk about um, learning challenges, like in the form of ADHD. Um, we didn't talk about, but there's also things like dyslexia. Do you help parents in their coaching for kids with those kind of needs? Good question. No, I don't. Uh, okay. I'll be straight up. I've actually engaged a lot of homeschool parents that have those scenarios. Yeah. And I can see how um, challenging they are. And I don't want to speak to something I don't know. But, sure. you know, wildly between you and me, I learned this year. And all um, our listeners. You know, <laughs> Of course. Um, that one of my kids was diagnosed with ADHD or my oldest. Okay. And that floored me. Um, she, very independent soul that I, you know, I, I really spent a lot of time thinking, geez, like, how did I miss that? I missed it because she's highly functioning. That's why. Yeah. And uh, very engaged and very independent. I unschooled intentionally because I understood based on that person that she really would learn better that way. And um, only this year found out that she was diagnosed with it. And so there's all those feelings of guilt and, and like, okay, did I miss something? And uh, somebody else had said to me, but you know her, she wouldn't have wanted you to figure it out for herself, for her anyways. And had you told her, maybe this is what it is, she would have said, no, it wasn't. And then there would have been a, um, you know, a contrary thing going on there. So it wouldn't necessarily have uncovered something. But so I have to say that on one hand, I don't feel like I have the tools to address that. And at the same time, I, I definitely know the experience of it. Okay. Do you yeah. um, offer people resources so that they can um, oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Lovely. So, um, uh, we've kind of covered sort of what, what coaching session might look like, but I would like to more specifically the, the individual time that people are, I think, going to value probably more than anything else in terms of your package, right? That, yeah. that individual time with you, you said 50 minutes a week for four weeks. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. What does that look like? Okay. So my focus, yeah, my focus for each of the four weeks, the first one is really a get to know you and your family. What are your goals? That's for me. But then I'm going to leave you with um, learning quizzes or like personality quizzes so that you can actually right. spend time with your child doing a little exploration. Having said that, there's no magic bullet to that. It's just like a place in time. Some people will even say not to use those tools at a certain age. Right. Um, but as a homeschool mom, when we learn about our children, when we're observing our children, we get the best information in how to engage our homeschools. Because mm -hmm. I come from the perspective, I'm not, a, I'm not an unschooler. I know that unschoolers would not say I was an unschooler, or they would say I wasn't an unschooler um, because I do Latin. <laughs> or I have any prescribed time whatsoever. My most unschooled child actually is doing Latin in university now. Uh, so I'm not an unschooler. <laughs> but, but it works. I, I mean, I can't deny that unschooling works because unschoolers oh, yeah. are prodigies, right? So it's you know, it, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure I can really characterize myself, but I do have the focus of if this is about your child, the education is about educating a specific person. Even the word itself actually is, means to raise up in Latin. It means to raise up or to... Um, Sorry, which word means to raise up? Educato. Educato, education. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The, the goal of it is actually to raise up or to enable a person. And so I, I come from the perspective, no matter what your approach or your philosophy in homeschooling is, that that child is your baseline for an education. Because the goal is to educate a person. It's not 25 kids in a classroom. It's not an entire school. It's definitely not a district. It is one child. And the beauty of homeschooling is that you can actually do that. That's that. Yeah. You know, years ago, um, somebody told me that they were quoting a teacher. Uh, it was actually, this is interesting. It was a world book salesman when I, you know, they still came to your house and they showed you the world book. Yes. And it was a very, he was a very, very nice man. And he was, I wanted to buy world book and he had come over and uh, he was really fascinated with this idea of homeschooling. Cause this is, you know, back in 91. And so he was, um, you know, homeschooling was still pretty new, but he said, you know, recently I was talking to a high school teacher and I said to him, um, you know, Oh, what do you teach? And he said, I teach children. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's that quote always struck with me, you know, like that, that, uh, what other answer is there? You know, I mean, yeah, of yes. course, what subject do you teach? That's a different question. Mm -hmm. a different question. Yeah. You know, I teach what children, your passions I are. my children, you know? Yeah. So I know our children have different curiosities or aptitudes at different points in their childhood. They don't always stay the same, though I do have this belief that when you're eight or 10, that is probably the age that if you look back in your own life, you're probably still loving the same things when you're about eight or 10. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of think we're hardwired. We come into the world with different interests and curiosities, but our kids, especially when you're following your homeschooled kids, they, they 
dig, they dig deeply in certain things. They have more time, so they dig deeply in certain aspects or certain things that they're doing. And then they go away and they do something, you know, wildly different. And then they move back, you know, Lego builds to, you know, magic tricks to writing a story about a mall shooting. Don't ask. <laughs> then, you know, moving in and out of all these different interests and they don't, they don't stay fixed. But when we're encouraging or enabling that as um, the focus of an education, then we're both giving ourselves a lot of freedom because it's a lot easier to engage an engaged child. And also we're really giving an education to that child. So one of the things that I, I like to do um, in the second session, which I'm jumping a few things that I want to share in the first session, um, but the second session is really to analyze or to like look at what do you think an education is anyways? And um, it's coming from your perspective, which is oftentimes a conventional public school experience most times, but it's also coming from what do you want to offer your kids? What is it that you're hoping for them? Sometimes yeah. we take our kids out of school and we take them out for specific reasons. Um, and those have value and meaning. If you've homeschooled long enough after that initial, maybe a reaction to school or to something that your child isn't getting from school, you'll discover that homeschooling is a lot more than just dealing with that, that yeah. issue. There's Putting freedom the on the table. That. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I had a meeting a couple of nights ago with uh, um, a few ladies that was, it was with a school district that, a uh, school, um, an online version of a brick and mortar school. And they had asked if I would just come in and answer some questions. And um, so I did, and, and these women are that, exactly in that place. They're pulling their kids out of public school. They're homeschooling for the first time. Yeah. And so the, the other host of the meeting and I are on the same page as well. And so we were just sharing, you know, how, how it looks and, you know, the, these ladies were just like mind blown. I yeah. had no idea. I yeah. had no idea education could be something different than what they do in school. And so they were going to just emulate what was happening in their kid's classroom the previous year and I just had no idea. And so that's a really important thing to explore with people. Really important. That is yeah. actually what sold me on homeschooling right yeah. off the top because I picked up a book um, on a lark didn't really intend to go in the bookstore book for that purpose, but I picked up a book called The Homeschooling Option by Lisa Rivera. And right. I was going to get my arguments against homeschooling because it seemed like everyone around me was doing it. Right. Well, now actually everyone really is doing it now. Yeah. But at the time I was getting my arguments against it. And by the end of reading that book, by the end of that week, that was it. I'd shifted and, and oh, I convinced okay. my husband. Show well. notes. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, powerful book, or at least yeah. for me. Yeah. 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 Right, did you have another question, Elizabeth? Um, uh, well, um, I'm just kind of curious. I guess I still don't understand what a coaching session would look like. You know, oh, so okay. if I were to contact you for the four-week course, like the first week, what would that look like? Would you meet my family, my kids? Like what? Right. Are you asking how, questions? What's, yeah, that's a good yeah. question. Yeah. How do you kind yeah. of, um, I guess, figure out what my family needs, what my kids needs and kind of go from there since you have different families with different needs. What? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we're going to sit in a Zoom chat like this, and I'm going to talk to you about your family, and I'm going to listen to what your perspective is on an education, what your approach is, or what you've read, or how you're thinking about how you're supposed to bring your kids home so you can do school in the in your home or in your kitchen table. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to talk to you about, like I said, about different quizzes and aptitude, um, or uh, learning quizzes or relational quizzes. And then I'm going to talk to you about a de-schooling concept. I've um, de-schooling is a word that's not necessarily known in the non-homeschool world. So what I'm going to really say is your goal for the next week is to observe your child, and that means to watch what they do when you're not telling them what to do. If you can do that for a week, maybe you can do that for a few days. Maybe you can do it for a month. Really, unschoolers would say do it for a lifetime. But you're going to watch your child, you're going to pay attention to their questions, write them down, or you're going to note that right now they're reading such and such a book, or they really like watching something, or they're coding, or they're doing whatever, um, you know, activities they, they want to do. And then you're going to write that down, you're going to observe, you're going to actually recognize that these different activities are essentially learning opportunities within different school subjects. That's definitely one thing that I want you to do. And also to write down each of their, their aptitudes or their interests. And then I want you to go and actually write down what do you want to know? What do you want your kids to know? But it comes in the form of not just what do you want to know, what do you want to teach your children for 18 years, but more like the overarching themes. When I say to you, let's talk about writing or let's do a writing activity or let's do a reading activity, what's your goal behind the reading and the writing? What's the point behind it? Right. Is it for communicating? Is it for your own development, um, you know, educational development in some different, um, you know, area of whatever of dinosaurs or something and then you're going to actually look at all those and say okay this is where i'm at this is who i am and this is what i understand about what i want for my child this is who my child is where they're at right now and we're going to also talk about developmentally what their stage is which you have to um, engage loosely because I, I've learned this from my own children. I certainly know this from many other kids that there may be loose developmental stages, but there are, there are no hard and fast rules for ages and how people engage their learning or, you know, anything in that stage. Okay. So the impression I'm getting then overall is that the first couple of sessions are kind of philosophical in a sense. You're trying to sort of establish a, a philosophical, um, uh, picture. The um, first one, and, yes. Yeah, yeah. Of, of kind of what's going on and where and you know where this is all headed. And be able to really listen to what is yeah. it that they want because I, I have learned this that in talking with people because I, I believe that we I'm not going to try and change someone's opinion on what an education is and I'm not going to tell them well, I think I hear your child is like this, so therefore you should do this curriculum. Right. I actually think um, even me as a parent, I'm figuring that out as time goes by. And in fact, I can't give that answer. Right. In fact, I don't think there is a right answer to all of that. But I so, definitely know I can't do that. 
So curriculum suggestions would not be oh, yeah. in the realm of what you're... Oh, no, no. I'm easy and flowing freely with curriculum suggestions. No problem. But okay. I also know that they're not hard and fast rules. And right. sure. um, they're all useful. And they all get boring after a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one size does not ever fit all. No, right. it doesn't. Or anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So in my third session, it's really about what's your family vision. And so we're actually going to create that on paper, but we're also going to talk through that. And then I'm going to reinforce the idea specifically with their scenario, because this is a homeschool mom default setting. It's a human setting to be proactive, not reactive. I'm still learning this to this day. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a lifelong thing, but the goal is to be proactive. And just like you were saying, to plan for the pressure cooker, we all have different pressure cookers, but there's not that many themes that I hear people talk about. Really, there's, there's general um, things that moms get frustrated about. Funny enough, I think there's different themes for different um, homeschool philosophies. Like we tend to get more frustrated with certain things when we're a classical unschooler than an unschooler. Um, but but generally we're humans we all have very similar feelings so how to be proactive and not reactive and specifically for your family and also about making a declaration um creating a declaration of intent or value for your family i did this with my kids when we we're doing the declaration so of independence one year yeah and even though it's really just a verbal affirmation for us as families or as parents when we default to retelling ourselves stories about what is important to us, it begins to sink in. It's not a magic bullet, but it is definitely something that helps to sink in what's most valuable to us. So then we're going to talk about creating a routine and uh, not a schedule, but a routine with our vision, with our, um, with our, with our approach how we want to engage our family, how we want to engage our um, homeschools and actually include that in the, in the real time routine. And then of course, you're gonna wanna consider your child's vision. So at a certain point um, when they're younger, it seems like they'll just go along with what you want and that works great until, <laughs> until they're about 11 to 13 or something. They start saying things that you're like, you don't want to do what I want to do. It's fun. And I put so much work into it. And, <laughs> and by the time they're 15, they're like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not as interested. I know what I want to do. Yeah. I don't need your input. Exactly. So we're also going to have to consider their vision. And even if it's um, a family with young children, the conversation is worth having because that, that discussion happens quicker than any of us moms want to experience. Mm -hmm. And in the fourth session, I'm going to uh, discuss tackling the challenges. And that is just like I was saying, self-care strategies. I like to frame it in a self-care approach because I, as a homeschool mom, three years in, realize that I'm overwhelmed. I can't do this anymore. I just, where's the yellow bus? Just stop the yellow bus. Or I'll even send them on express post, but I'm done. <laughs> and I wasn't taking care of me and I wasn't taking care of my boundaries. We all have our different emotional challenges, but that is why I wrote the book, Homeschool Mama Self-Care, Thrive, Not Just Survive. And it, it came from a series of blog posts that I wrote initially, but I came to understand that those human feelings that we have as homeschool parents often come in the form of overwhelm, feeling not good enough, feeling angry, having perfectionism issues, or completely laissez-faire and disorganized, um, loneliness, 
identity issues, you know, they're all human feelings that we're having, except that they come packaged in the homeschool scenario. So let's tackle the challenges. And like you said, actually pre-plan for them because they're yeah. going to happen. <laughs> right. Oh, still grappling with that. <laughs> yep. Still grappling with that. <laughs> Wrong today. <laughs> no, no, there's times where I'm like, why did I name my blog Capturing the Charmed Life? Because I know it's not charmed every day. And then I finally realized, you know what? My goal, it really is my goal to turn my challenges to my charms for me. Yeah. Because none of us want to have a challenging life and nobody's wanting um, to choose a challenge, I guess. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get it as homeschool right. parents. So then how are we going to flip that, flip the script or change our approach so that we're actually prepped and ready to deal with those things? And sometimes we're not. And we learn from that, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do a talk called Homeschooling the Challenging Child. And um, the, the, I, I usually start the talk by saying, you know, you're here because, you know, you planned on homeschooling. You know, you're here because you um, planned on being at this conference. How many of you plan to have a challenging child? <laughs> I think I went to that one. I know. And I was like, oh, no, I did not plan that. And the first time I did it, there was this little girl in the crowd. She was about eight. And she put up her hand and she went, I'm a challenging child. (laughs) I love that. Oh, so (laughs) self-aware. So did we get to session four? What you do in session four? We did. Okay, great. So what I'm going to do, we're going to have to wrap up here, but I would like you to uh, enlighten our listeners and let them know where they can find you. Yeah. Um, And I'm assuming there's no borders to your particular service. So if somebody from the States wanted to hire you, because most of our listeners. Well, the beauty with the American, um, the currency is that they have, a, the prices that I quoted are a lot less. Like, I don't know, maybe it's $3. I'm not sure. Not really. Um, but you can find me at my blog, Capturing the Charmed Life, but I am active on Homeschool Mama Self-Care, my Facebook page, and Homeschool Mama Self-Care, my Instagram page. I've got a podcast, Homeschool Mama Self-Care, and um, every week I send out self-care strategy newsletters, encouraging newsletters to moms on Mondays. Great. Well, I would uh, highly recommend people dial into what uh, what Teresa has to offer. Um, And so I would just like to remind people that you can send your questions in to uh, my Facebook page, Make Joy Normal, or via my website, bonnielandry.ca. Next week, we have um, several questions we haven't addressed yet. So if we haven't uh, hit your questions, don't worry, it's coming. Uh, We have a couple of questions about husbands. So I think we're probably going to address those next week. Um, the problem of husbands, no, (laughs) no, about husbands, their roles, their, um, their input, their, uh, you know, how the husband plays into the homeschool, which is a great topic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for your time and, uh, and what you offer to the homeschool community. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Okay. God bless. Bye. Bye.